It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. Look, you know, think about what I inherited when I got elected. I inherited a nation in overwhelming debt at the time, number one, in the hole for the four years that he was president. I inherited a nation that had a serious loss of credibility around the world as America first. And, you know, the first meeting I attended the G7, I said, America's back. And one of the world leaders looked and said, for how long? For how long? There was a great concern about the United States being able to lead the free world. And we're doing that again. Go dark, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, Chris! Right out of the gate, I have a quote for you. Okay, let's rocketing do it. around the Twitter. All who said right. I don't care if he's 110 billion? I'm voting against fascism. Who said that? Scrappy Doo. No, it was Stephanie Miller, as quoted what? by somebody, some fine. That, that kind of makes you sound smart. Stephanie Miller standing up against ageism on the Stephanie Miller show. You know, boys, at 41. I feel it, because I'll be old someday, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I feel the need to stand up. Joe seems Biden. to me like you're afraid of old people. Okay. Uh, Joyce Vance says much the same, hearing a lot of people repeating the criticism of Biden due to age. While I'm a huge fan of young leadership, I also value an experienced, steady hand to chart a course through troubled waters, especially when it's surrounded by smart young people who can learn and can help lead. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Joyce. Anyone that owns silky chickens knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Okay. So, uh, all right. I'm what, I, I told you I had a big war, wardrobe malfunction. I could not find my Time's Up shirt to stand with E. Jean Carroll, so I went with my Women 2020 because this. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find the black tape to cover the dirty words. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's very right. subtle. What's that? Yeah. I, you know what? I was thinking the exact same thing. David Lazarus on Twitter said, it feels like we're numb to the historical significance of a former president already facing felony charges for allegedly paying off a porn star to be accused in court of rape. I mean, I, we really aren't, and we haven't even gotten to the overthrow of the United States government and espionage. <laughs> I mean, it's just, not- and that he's the front runner, which I, on the Republican side, which I guess we should be happy about. We're not numb. We have a to-do list. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting it I, done. You, it's, you're trying to, I feel like suddenly you love me. Suddenly you woke up one morning, Travis, and realized you love me. That's not it. Happy, clappy headlines. I don't care why. He's angry. Trump sent to create new problems for GOP as nomination looks locked up. And this one, worst rating since pre-9-11. Fox News viewership is collapsing. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> In the uh, 24, 2554 age demo. Went, they went um, back up last night. Though. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, Brian Kilmeade turn on the charm. I just, it yeah. feels like all the right people are losing. Oh, and Trump lost again. Pence has to testify. Ha ha. Okay. So, so next it's the Supreme Court that decides. Which? Oh, uh, if you, Pence? If you, yes. And uh, they, in the past, they've they've always said that he has yeah. to testify. So. Yeah. Yeah. This one I loved. Greg on Twitter. M-I-C. See you in court. K-E-Y. Why? Because you're a fascist. Okay. Mouse. M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> What? That is a brilliant move on the part of Disney. <laughs> this shows that Disney, a multi-billion dollar corporation, 
can afford much better lawyers yes. than DeSantis in the state of Florida. Yes. Oh. Because, because if this case goes to, goes to yeah. the Supreme Court, yeah. in which it probably will, yeah. if DeSantis wins, it overturns Citizens United. Oh, that's... <laughs> the law of unintended consequences. Exactly. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just happy this morning. Uh-huh. I don't know why. And, so if, and if Disney wins, Disney wins. <laughs> yes. So yeah, either way, DeSantis oh, loses. Speaking of which, our friend uh, Allison Gill dropped a little bon mot on Twitter. Uh-huh. She said, Ivanka has hired her own lawyer instead of sharing Eric and Junior's. Also, her new lawyer is Epstein's old lawyer. Mary Trump always said that she would roll first. And that's what Noel Castle has yeah, told us yeah. as well. Yeah. So She's Ivanka, the smart one. She will, she will flip first. She is smart and cunning. Uh-huh. Hey, do we have that Donald Trump Mickey March? I just feel like it. I, everything's coming up roses, don't you think? Oh, I feel yeah. like he's going to march them to like a historic electoral defeat. And you know me, anyone that can beat my dad's landslide, I'm happy about it. it just puts my dad farther and farther down in the re- in the record books. I don't know if it'll be that bad of a landslide. I, well, you know what? It's it's. There's David, some states that just you know will who not. writes you know who writes that it could be. You know me. I don't want to get too happy clappy. Yes, I do. David Frum, former Republican strategist, wrote a very well-reasoned piece. How, and I know it's all about turnout. This is why we're cranking up the sexy liberal machine. Mm-hmm. Hal Sparks joins us today. Yeah. I know. I know, ladies. Calm down. Because we're kicking off the sexy liberal tour. Oh my God! I'm looking on the Twitters. The uh, front rows already sold out. You gotta hurry. October 21st. Only one show in 2023. We're cranking up the sexy liberal. Uh, engine, but October 21st at Saban Theater. Go to sexyliberal.com. Right. Hal joins us in hour three today. We have, of course, Dr. Doom and Carl Frisch. So we have a, a show. We got a big eye. Uh, yes, Travis is on a vacation next week, so he's less, left us with many parting gifts. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, Stuart, uh, I love this one. Stuart Stevens, speaking of former Republican strategists. We can't find our Trump Mickey Mouse March. It's not under Trump or Mickey or T-R-U-M-P. Hard to say. Okay. I I mean, those are the... He and DeSantis are marching them. Mouseketeers. Mouseketeers? Marching them to a historic electoral defeat. Start with mouse. Stuart Stevens says, this is evil. Putin backed Trump. Trump won. What did he get? A lot. Without Trump taking over the GOP, Ron DeSantis would stand by Ukraine. Because of Trump, he takes the de facto pro-genocide position. It is weak and evil. A party compromised by a hostile foreign power. Thank you. He, I, I, Donald Trump has taken a wrecking ball to this party. No? Okay. You seem, you're wearing glasses today, so you seem smarter, like you just automatically know where that is. I, did you see me, search? I, I have no Donald idea Trump, what you said in Trump the last kids. five minutes. Trump kids. Something. No, that's not, no. Mickey something. No. Might be March. Rocky Mountain Mike? Help okay. Us. If Mickey <laughs> is not in it, March is not going to be in it. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay, can I have some happy clappy music there? Sure. I just... Uh... Okay, let me just say, now and forever, the Bob Seska rule is always in effect. Don't get happy. Right. Right. Like I say, this is why we're cranking up the sexy liberal machine, because Friday 24 is going to be literally fascism or democracy. The uh, biggest election of our life. I, I Okay. So, don't get happy. That being said, get happy. David Frum's piece in The Atlantic <laughs> is the coming Biden blowout. I feel like all of this could happen. Again, we just have to stay. None of this sniping and I'm not excited and maybe he's too old and blah, 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 blah. You know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be, what's his name? Mo. I'm just going to, I'm going to go around the country smashing heads together. That's going to work. That'll get people to vote. Yes. (laughs) 
tried everything else. <laughs> David Frum writes, uh, Republicans thought about running without Trump in 2024, but lost their nerve. They are heading for electoral disaster again. Again, if we stay united and we turn out, this will come true. There, but he writes, let me just write, read a couple. I was going to do a guess the quote, but I'm too excited. It's David Frum, former Republican strategist in the Atlantic. Okay. Guess who this is? David Frum. That's what I heard. Scrappy-Doo! No, I know. That game's over. Just let me read a couple of tidbits. Ah, because... Mickey Mouse! The Republican plan for 2024 is already failing, and the party leadership can see it and knows that there was no secret to a more intelligent and intentional Republican plan for 2024. And he goes down the whole list. Replace Trump, obviously. Uh, capitalize on inflation, offer plausible ideas on drugs, crime, border enforcement, reassure women, obviously the Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. Don't be too obvious about suppressing Democratic votes. Why, where'd my happy music go? I thought you were done with it. No, it's all happy. This whole piece is happy. Right. We'll link to it. Um, don't be too obvious about suppressing Democratic votes because really blatant voter suppression will provoke and mobilize Democrats to vote, not discourage them. Thank you. That's already happened. Yep. Unfortunately for them, Republicans have turned every element of the plan upside down and inside out. Republicans have started a debt ceiling fight that will cast them as the cause of America's economic uh, troubles. If they wouldn't root against America at every turn, right? They might have more success. Anyway, the recession Republicans hoped for did not materialize. <laughs> Sorry. America wins again, losers. Instead, Joe Biden has presided over the fastest and steepest unemployment reduction in U.S. economic history. I just love that this is David Frum. Did I mention? I, yes. Scrappy-Doo. No, no! That's you don't even know how to play the game. Godzuki. The, the big Republican idea to halt the flow of drugs is to bomb or invade Mexico. Instead of reassuring women's Republican uh, state legislatures and judges are signaling they will support a national abortion ban if their party wins in 24. Republican state-level voter suppression schemes have been noisy and alarming. Uh, are we watching a Republican electoral disaster in the making? Ooh. <laughs> absurd. <laughs> Republicans have suffered a series of heavy defeats since the rise of Trump. 2018-2020, uh, um, Senate in 2021, losses at the state level in 22. Trump-era Republicans have difficulty absorbing and reacting to negative news. Led by Trump himself, they misrepresented 2016 as a blowout and 2020 as an election they deservedly won. Uh, they don't live in the real world. No. Uh, the Democrats, I love this part, I have to say. The Democrats, by contrast, are a party that has trouble absorbing and reacting good to good news. <laughs> Few Democrats predicted the party would do as well as it did in 2022. Most feel a deep dread and anxiety about 2024. That's all the hand-wringing we always do. I, I think that's because Democrats are just inherently cynical. Yes. Not me. I'm happy clappy. Well, I live yeah. in my own little bubble. I'm like... <laughs> I was happy clappy like, in 2016. I'm like Glinda. I float in every morning. Hello! There's some. There's something good for being cynical. We don't take things for granted. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> uh, where was I? Uh, um, okay. Anyway, where was I? Oh, I messed up. Oh, oh okay. what did you do no, now? No, thank God this isn't the guess the quote. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. Right. So... The, happening Clyde don't do anything wrong uh, Trump together with DeSantis has completely rebranded the GOP as the party of bossing around women minorities and young people uh, if they're saying if Trump he says if Trump gets the nomination the conditions are all in place to transfer the title of worst popular vote loser of the century from the great Arizona senator I thought he meant Goldwater but I think he meant McCain actually it was the oh. yeah um, to the uh, coup-plotting ex-president, Trump's own party is doing its part to deliver this debacle uh, soon enough. Um, 
they're just saying anyway david just finishes by saying if democrats succeed in communicating hope in 2024 that young people can contribute to a decisive defeat of trump and MAGA extremism then that is what they will do that's what our friend victor she's been talking about and all the young people it's interesting the young people are the ones that are not concerned about biden's age they're all all in for uh, joe in 24. Um, anyway, last one. Republicans are talking to their voters about Trump's personal grievances and about boutique culture war issues that their own base doesn't care much about, such as the state of Florida's war on Disney that we mm-hmm. just talked about. Yeah. They are well on their way to earning a deep, nasty defeat. And the smell of that defeat may be an additional draw to the polls for the Democratic-leading constituencies that will inflict it. Um, thank you. That's David Frum. And Optimus not scrappy, Prime. Not scrappy too. Pardon me? Optimus Prime. No, no, no. I just told you. Can I turn off the happy, All right. happy music? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you can. But Thank we're you. still happy clappy, aren't we? Sure. Yes. But we're also cynical. I think it could happen. But we're also cynical, which is a good thing. Yeah. I was happy clappy in 2016. Look how that turned out. Yeah. All right, listen. Y'all. Everybody just <laughs> calm down. I thought we were getting our first female president. I will die mad about 2016. <laughs> Don't heard. you get me started. <laughs> We've heard. Yeah, that's my women. Because, you know, this. All right. There goes happy clappy. The official C word yeah. of this show. Yeah. What happened, very, happy clappy? Yeah, that wasn't very happy clappy. <laughs> I'm a happy clappy C word. Everybody shush. <laughs> 19 minutes. That after needs the... to be a liner. <laughs> She's happy a happy. Happy as clappy as in the business. <laughs> it's the Stephanie Miller Show. Hello. More than our share of the nattering nabobs of negativism. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Don't want to be an American idiot. I'm not a part of a redneck agenda. Now everybody do the propaganda. Yeah. And sing along to the edge of paranoia. Yeah, 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 yeah. We found it. We got it. No one help us. Okay. Still my favorite tweet. Uh, Greg, M-I-C-C in court. K-E-Y-Y, because you're a fascist. Sounds with a P, yeah. sounds like, yeah. Um, M-O-U-S-E. And also, in honor of David Frum's piece in The Atlantic, how Donald Trump is, and the culture war, war on Disney, is marching them right to a historic electoral defeat. Follow him, follow him. Who is the leader of the party? That's the GOP. Yay! Okay, Karen in Chicago. I can feel her. I can feel her being my happy clappy uh, in the sidecar. Hello. I am happy clappy. And the reason is people like Victor, she, and the two Justins. Yep. Um, I had a conversation after I played for my children and uh, my son's new girlfriend, um, the two Justins standing up to these 
Republicans in Tennessee using Bible verses to basically shoot them down and expose their hypocrisy. And so what we need to do is we need to energize young people to get out, use the clips of the two Justins to excite these, you know, the young voters. And I said, look, and I spelled out, we need to get... and here's a, a Biden reelected. Yeah. yeah. Here's a, here's a big secret is Biden's done a lot of stuff to actually help them. Yeah. <laughs> their yes, actual exactly. lives. Well, see. Yeah. And, and so and my son's girlfriend, you know, so I laid it out. We have to expand the court, blah, blah, everything. So and she said, she goes, it's that simple. And I said, yeah, it's that simple. And I go, you guys need to go out. You need to talk to your friends, make sure that they're registered to vote and tell them that the Democratic Party it, you know, it doesn't matter who it is, Joe Biden, all, you know, it doesn't matter the personalities. The Democratic Party stands in between us and fascism. Yep. We can, you know, codify Roe if we get enough Democrats in Congress. And that's, it's, it's as simple as that. It really is. Get out and vote. Yep, absolutely. That's, you know, yep, exactly. Bob Seska rule remains well, in effect until Election Day. Don't get happy. Weird because I'm the happy, clappy liberal. Yeah, and you Bob are. tells you not to be happy. We're good cop, bad cop of progressive media. You're the okay. happy, clappy C word. Yeah. Of progressive talk yes, radio. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Lots of C words. Clappy and D. Uh huh. Stephanie Miller show. <laughs> okay. Um. Wow. How about this? Jack Texiera couldn't get a gun license from his state in 2018 because he'd been suspended as a violent racist threat in high school. But after a background check, the United States gave him top secret SCI clearance a couple of years later. Isn't that great? And then he leaked a lot of our national security yeah. uh-huh. threats. Yeah, maybe we want to take a little look-see at that. This Just background little... checks her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I helped out with the background check once. I don't trust the process. Yeah, I mean, look at you two both got in here. Dear God. Ben in New Mexico real quick. Hi, Ben. Hi, darling of, of the airways. Just let you know that all we got to do is work really hard, stay focused. We're going to get Biden in, and our biggest asset is letting that orange carrot keep talking yep absolutely absolutely i'm for it carl frisch next President Trump all the time and we've talked to all the potential candidates we've let them know the schedule we've announced the debates the first debate's gonna be with Fox in Milwaukee but every campaign and every candidate's gonna have to make a decision do I want to participate he's gonna have to make that decision I think he'll do it and President Trump never shies away from a debate ah. uh, and he yes, did he very does. well in a debate they did he, 2020 he, 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 does. 2016. He, he skipped hours he skipped hours in 2016 he did. He skipped one, but, you know, he was on the center uh-huh. of the debate stage in 2016, and he never left it. So we'll uh, see what happens. Okay. Uh, Except for when he did. Yeah. Dear. Oh, dear. And that was on Fox News. Oh, dear. Bless her heart. <laughs> also, it's a and vicious. also, he's threatening to skip all of them yeah. again, because I guess he thinks he's the incumbent. He thinks he's still president. So he's, yeah. Also, I want to say that Ozempic is right for uh, Ronald McDaniel. Yes. What's Ozempic? I forget. Which it's, one is it's that? It's what all the celebrities are taking for weight loss. Oh, oh Travis Louise. You can tell. Okay, well. there's a, It's a thing. You don't know about Ozempic? I think she went to Kimberly Gilpoil's lip person, yeah. but that's another story. Oh. Let's listen. Let's stop being Y'all catty. Superficial. 
Carl. <laughs> Carl Frisch. Let's talk to our fancy Fairfax County school board friends. What? CarlFrisch.com. Hi, good morning, Carl Frisch. Good morning. Can you imagine? You're talking about Fox News. Can you imagine how bad Tucker Carlson's text messages must be? Right. If they didn't want them to see the light of day. I mean, I've seen Tucker's show. If they're worse than his show, <laughs> good God. I know, exactly. I Yes, we haven't gotten your reaction yet to the whole Tucker. He did a video. Travis, what the hell? I don't... I don't really, it doesn't, it didn't really make any sense. We thought we were going to get like, oh, what's his side of the thing? And it just was this weird rant, like, like his show, I guess. Yeah. Yes. It was pointless. Yeah. Yes. Much like him. It was like a a proof of life video without any. It it was him (laughs) whining about the state of television when he caused the state of television. Right. Right. Now, now I would say that, that we should ignore people who, um say outrageous things and tell us they are the only trustworthy source of information uh and whatnot but the last time i did that he became president so um we should definitely keep an eye on him because um you know that twitter hostage video could be used for launching a political career (laughs) yeah well i mean that there is that speculation too do you really oh god don't even get me seriously you think he might run i mean it's the Republican Party. Anybody can run for yeah. president and probably and maybe it, win. That is true. Donald Trump has lowered the bar that there is no one more too ridiculous on the Republican side. I mean, side. If, if he's done anything, you know, one of the worst things he's done is made it so that Republicans think, oh, yeah, that's an acceptable choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if you heard me talking about David Frum's piece, though. Again, I don't want to get, uh, you know, happy. We don't want to get complacent. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I do think... With Trump and possibly or DeSantis, I feel I feel like they are they could be setting themselves up for a massive electoral defeat. You know, based on uh, just a lot of the factors David talks about in the piece that you know that we're aware of, just women, young people, I, 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 and the fact that I, I they appear not to care. They appear to have lost their nerve to to de-Trump themselves, right? Well, and you know, um, I'm sure Trump would tell us that he's already won the 2024 election. Um, so yeah, I expect he will be their nominee at this point. I can't see anybody beating him. I don't see DeSantis beating him. That's for sure. Uh, then again, I don't see how you beat, um, Trump for the Republican nomination. If you're unwilling to be critical of Trump, Yeah. how do you contrast yourself with him? Even Nikki Haley is going after DeSantis. It's like, do that to Trump. That's the only way you will beat him in a Republican primary. Yeah. It may be tough, but it's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and the one thing I, I picked out of David's piece that I was saying it, it, I thought was funny, he was talking about Republicans just, they will not absorb bad news. And they were saying that Democrats, we have a hard time absorbing good news and how electorally <laughs> successful we've been. Like, But they're, the hand-wringing over Joe Biden in 2024 and his age, and uh, you know, whereas it's interesting, David being a former Republican strategist is saying this could be a bigger, you know, the blowout, the, the you know, the... Poster that looms over me, bigger, yeah. b- biggest blowout ever electorally, which I'm always it have lo- a personal interest in. It looms over you like a lesson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly hope it might be the only thing that teaches the modern Republican Party its lesson yeah. that it needs to change. Um, although I don't think it will. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trump will just say that the conspiracy is bigger than anybody ever imagined. They're just doubling and tripling down. I mean, if you were, you know, 
in your old job, a political strategist, you and you were, you know, working undercover, you almost couldn't give them like worse advice, everything they're doing, right? Like, oh, no, no, double and triple down on the abortion stuff. It's really popular. <laughs> you know, just right. all of it. It's book, not popular book, book banning, anywhere. book banning, right. going against Disney. I mean, all of the stuff, it literally is like, it is Carl Frisch undercover giving them the worst political advice ever. <laughs> I mean, the best advice they could get is a message of hurt now or hurt later. Um, hurt now means cut Trump off. And, um, you know, you'll lose part of your base um, and that will make you not electable as a presidential uh, party. Um, But you can rebuild from that. Hurt later is keep using Trump to boost your, you know, to goose your turnout um, and continue to erode your support among women, among young people. I mean, it's as if they want the entire Gen Z population and millennials, all of them, not just 78 percent. Yeah. All of them to yeah. vote for Democrats. Well, you know, David makes the point we always make, Carl, you and I, is like there are more of us than them. But, you know, what he was saying, the, the, the Republicans only weapon is they make it as hard as possible for all of our constituencies to vote. But the once again, the good news for us is that tends to have a boomerang effect. That tends to right. the last election. People are pretty pissed about losing their democracy and about trying to, uh, you know, take their vote away. So I'm, I'm hoping it will only continue to motivate us on our side. What I hope think? so, too. I, but they do two things, right? Yes, they put up hurdles to keep people from voting. And that can, you know, induce people to want to vote even more. But they also make the political environment as toxic as humanly possible yeah. because they know it does not off their base, but it does turn off left of center voters. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just seems like all of these little, I don't know what they call them, you know, whether it's M&Ms and you know, Tucker Carlson or, you know, just the boutique sort of social, all this woke stuff. It just seems like they're so out of step with, you know, real issues that affect real people. Travis, we were talking about these uh, anti-trans bullying bills. In some of these states, you're talking about one person. They're right. making legislation to bully. It's almost like they're like, oh, well, let's make sure that one person kills herself. Because, you know, it's, I think we all recognize bullying, no matter what our age is or what the, what the issue is, right? Yeah, and Trump showed us in 2016 and 2020 that Republican elected officials can get away with it and be rewarded for it and build a name on it and raise money on it and grow their email lists on it. Um, And maybe they, too, if Donald Trump can be president, you know, somewhere a little fascist baby is waking up knowing that with Donald Trump being president, they, too, can grow up to uh, be the most powerful man in the free world. Every baby remembers their first trip to Hitler Burger for, <laughs> for the kids' meal. <laughs> um, you know, and it's interesting. I, we're having uh, Fred Gutenberg on next week. He's got a, a new book out, and it, it's, you know, we talk with you about this almost every week, Carl, being on the on the school board. I just, I, I, I fail to believe the vast majority of parents are more concerned about drag queens reading stories to their kids than them getting shot to death in school. You know, real things. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not. (laughs) Period. End of story. Same goes for the general community at large. Yeah. And someone who was a rude pundit, somebody wrote a great line just about, you know, you look at Ron DeSantis and, you know, they were saying something not not teaching about Rosa Parks is not going to help your home insurance rate. You like the real issues even that are affecting Floridians. He's doing nothing about it's all these stupid culture war things. Right. Right. And, you know, the big fear that I'm hearing from a lot of 
Florida Democrats is if this is what he's doing to not become president, what is he going to do with a third term as governor? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, what is he going to do to uh, keep himself relevant to Republicans nationally? Um, you know, uh, it's only a matter of time before Disney World becomes DeSantis World. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small man after all. <laughs> I can't do that line enough. Um, Carl. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you raise a really good point that it's just, I, I, I guess we should be happy that, like, Chris brought up, the unintended consequence of this Disney suit could be they blow up Citizens United. <laughs> like, there's just, right. I, I I don't know what to say about them. Trump has already taken a wrecking ball mm-hmm. to pretty much everything else the Republican Party has ever stood for, right? Well, you know, it's interesting. The, the whole DeSantis-Disney thing shows a political miscalculation for a momentary uh, burst of adrenaline, right? Like uh, his people looked at that situation and thought, you know, our base really hates Disney because they indoctrinate the children and they're woke and they have female lead characters in cartoons now um, <laughs> who are brave and don't rely on men. Yeah. Um, and they thought, let's go after them. We'll get a we'll get a burst of popularity. What they forgot was that this was a multi billion dollar company with endless resources that can make their lives and existences miserable. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And they can afford much better lawyers than Ron DeSantis can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, the one thing I also don't get is, I guess, them deciding that their main role is to be Trump's defense lawyers. After we were, I was just reading a tweet about, I mean, we really already have become numb, haven't we? That the first president already indicted for... <laughs> paying off a porn star illegally, is on trial for rape this week. We haven't even gotten to sedition, overthrow of the government, espionage. I mean, it's just, but I guess they've, now they've, they've sort of boxed themselves into this, that it doesn't matter, literally, what Trump does. None of it does. And Trump told us this is what would happen. Right. 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 When they tell you that they could shoot somebody on Fifth Street Fifth and Avenue. get away with it, you should listen. Yep. Aw, you're so cute. Fifth Street. It's Avenue. Okay. You're not a New Yorker. That's your Avenue, little, no, you're a country a bumpkin. In fact, uh, I, I was going to say Avenue of the Americas. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't you know, belong to all of us. Houston Street? Yes. Uh, yeah, Houston Street. <laughs> all right. MooksforCarl.com right. is the uh, website. Right. Any, anything else we and, need to do to and, support yes. the free world and Carl Frisch? John Fugel saying is coming to Northern Virginia on yeah. Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. We're live streaming. If you want to join us for a stand-up special with us, um, go to mooksinspace.com. Mooksinspace.com. And you can join us on Zoom. We'll be live streaming. That's Fantastic. Awesome. Sexy Liberal LA just went on sale, so I highly recommend uh, John Fugel saying. Yes. yes. All right. Love you, and uh, we will talk soon. Thanks, well, Carl. Okay. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Fifty four minutes after the hour, Doctor Doom coming up. Um so this was the uh, BFD Legal News. Federal panel for the D.C. Court of Appeals has denied Trump's last-ditch effort to, uh, to block a subpoena for Pence, uh, Mike Pence to testify about the January 6th. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. And so anyway, that's you were saying, I guess, Supreme Court. But I, I feel like the gig's almost up for Chuckley Sad Santa. They've shot him down. Yeah. In the yeah. past. Yeah. It's time for him to be a real American and step up and tell the truth to the American people mm-hmm. about the attempted overthrow of their government. Was he ever period. a real American? No. Right. Hmm. Now he's a resident of the North Pole, so he's not an American. <laughs> dentist. Can't be a dentist. <laughs> Chris, yes. who said, where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. <laughs> Hermie. No, that was a good guess, though. No, that'd be Tucker Carlson oh. in his uh, hostage, his proof of life video, okay. as Travis calls it. It's just him whining. Did, did he hold up I'm a like, newspaper with the date on it? It's like the guy that just took a wrecking ball through yeah. media. It's like, what's going on with the media? What's happening? It's We're... like he finally had some time to watch television. And went, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, pardon me. Give oh. me to snort on you. Oh. Rose in Chicago. Hello, Rose. Hey, Steph and everyone. Hi. Hey, um, first, let me say that I'm so excited that I have my ticket for the live stream Saturday night with John Fugel saying. Oh, Carl yes, Frisch. oh, good, to support Carl Frisch, yes. hooray. So excited about that. But I have two quick points about uh, Joe Biden in 2024. Okay. And the first point is that just like on the, experience of, on the topic of experience, just like Nancy Pelosi was at the right place at the right time for us in, on January 6th, yeah. President Joe Biden is the right person at the right time in 2024. Yeah. That's my first point. Yep. And my second point is my my concern about the um, what um, what's his face said yesterday. Oh my God, I can't mm-hmm. think. Uh, uh-huh. Your last guest of the day, last what? hour of yesterday. Carlos. Who was your Carlos? Oh yeah, Carlos. Yeah, oh, Carlos. I can't, I can't yes. believe, yeah, Carlos. Um, my concern about what he said is that the extreme left wing is going to only hear the first part of his sentence, where he said. He would like somebody younger. They won't hear what was after the comma, what yeah, he said, yeah. but I'll vote for who the Democrat is. And I'll use that yeah. first part of the I sentence. I actually don't care how you feel. You know how they were always the your feelings crowd? Now I'm I'm the head of your feelings. I don't care how you feel <laughs> as long as you vote for Joe Biden. I don't really even care exactly. what your thoughts exactly. are. <laughs> and yeah. if they don't see what happened in, in 2016, it's just unbelievable. There's yeah. no hope yeah. for them. So and here's another. You guys uh, Here's another F word, fascism. Just oh, vote against fascism. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Fascism. That's true. Hey, yes. You guys have a great day. Thank you, Rose. I'm yes. Have to dive fascism and your feelings. That's my slogan for 24. What's on your shirt? Hmm. Women 2020, because this. Thank you. See? I found the blue button for all of that. Yay. Let's go to, yay. Let's go to Azalee uh, uh, in Illinois. Hello, Azalee. Hi, everybody there. Um, I, you know what? I'm 90 years old. <gasps> And I have never seen the country in this kind of shape. Yeah. You know, we have our problems. So we need to overcome. Uh, you remember Bush talked about the axis of evil? Yes. And he, he mentioned those nations. He, you know, we have all, all, the, right all the ones that Donald Trump sucks up to. Yes. Yeah. All those. Right, nations. right. Yes. Right. But we overcame that. Okay. We, yeah. we you know, they didn't defeat us. Right. Okay. But so we have to defeat the um, American. Over, uh, axis of evil, and in my estimation, what I, what, what I see is that first Fox News. Yep, we've got to overcome that. I mean, you know, yeah. I know they they say the, the amendment is you know the First Amendment and all that. 
No, you, you yeah. know, you can't abuse an amendment. Yeah, we're getting and, rid of all the F words, including Fox News. And by the way, at 90, you sound sharp enough to be president. So also ageism about Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah but let me, let, me, let me mention the other two. So Fox is first. A second is uh, the Republican Party. And then, you know, they're, they're evil right now. I mean, not yeah. the regular Republican Party. And the other one, unfortunately, is the so-called Christian Nationalist Evangelical Conservative, That's right. whatever. That's right. Asley, we're out you of know, time, but they, you they're, you they're, rock. You rock. Asley for president. Yeah. 58 minutes after the hour. Dr. Doom next. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. What do you say to those Americans who are watching and aren't convinced? You've said you can beat Trump again. Do you think you're the only one? I may not be the only one, but uh, uh, I know him well, and I know the danger he presents to our democracy, and we've been down this road before. And with regard to, uh, to age, you know, and, and polling data, I notice the polling data I keep hearing about is that I'm between uh, uh, 42 and 46 percent favorable rating, et cetera. And, uh, but every running for re-election in this time has been in the same position. There's nothing new about that. You're making it sound like Biden's really underwater. Biden with Biden. Anyone else? Anyone? Sure. Anyone? Bueller? I'm there. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, oh, yes. So much is at stake. I think one man can tell us about that. I'm going to get bad news I want from him because he's that very guy. handsome. Dr. Irwin Redletter joins us now. MSNBC medical expert. He's leading us through the Dr. Irwin Redliner. He became Dr. Doom. Dr. Irwin Redliner is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Dr. Doom. Hi. Good morning, Dr. Doom. Good morning, Stephanie Miller. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to talk to someone that uses their medical superpowers for good and not for evil. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of big stories in the news that I wanted to talk to you about. First of all, the uh, Surgeon General in Florida is found out to have, you know, altered statistics in this study about, you know, uh, heart effects to make the COVID vaccine seem less safe than it is. I mean, that is just a medical and moral disgrace, isn't it? Yeah, like in criminal also. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, if you make if you're in a public position of authority and you make false statements deliberately false statements that ends up in potentially harming or killing some other people that isn't that is a criminal offense he should be he should lose his license and he should be accountable for that this is not just a casual comment among friends in a restaurant this is a public official yeah. who knew better and lied anyway I mean, not okay in any in any way, shape, or form, Steph. Yeah. And the other one I want to talk to you about is this Dr. Ronnie Jackson, who, speaking of disgraces, we, I mean, you know, when he was at the White House, we knew he was lying 
about Trump's weight and health yeah. and all of that stuff. And he's yeah. out here speaking as a medical doctor about Joe Biden. Here's one. Take a listen. This man, like you said, I've served three presidents. I know what it takes mentally, cognitively, and physically to do this job. This man is a walking disaster right now. He's going to get us into trouble. I'm, I'm blowing the, the alarm bells right now. I'm sounding the alarm bells every single day right now. Okay. First of all, and then he was talking again about this cognitive test. First of all, people thought that obviously Trump needed a cognitive test. Everybody keeps saying the test he took was not for intelligence. It is when you think there is cognitive impairment that you wanted. It's not meant to be hard. It's meant to make sure you, you know, so it just the whole when you look at the whole Trump, just the whole picture and you compare. I, I don't know if you watched Biden's speech yesterday. I, he seems sharp as a tack to me, you know, but I, it's just to, to use his. Uh, position as a doctor to be putting this out there. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are that he has no business making any comments about a, a person he's never examined. And like you said, I never examined Biden either, and neither did you know almost every doctor in America. So right. unless he's really making obvious uh, statements or taking positions or losing track of himself on a regular basis when he's speaking... I don't think it's our business to be speaking out about him. Yeah. Um, on Trump, in Trump's case, on the other hand, Trump was making irrational uh, statements all about COVID and undermining again the ability in his position as a serious leader yeah. of uh, you know of the country to make those irrational and irresponsible statements. That's a whole different story. That that we can all evaluate. Other doctors doctors can look at what Trump was saying and what Ronnie Jackson was saying, for that matter, and yeah. say that's BS. Yeah, and Here's, you're hurting people. Yeah. You're killing people. Here's one more him but, about you know, shut the hell up. And and yeah. that's different than than this kind of political speculation that Ronnie Jackson's going yeah. through with Biden. Right yeah, now. and here he is one more about Trump. Donald Trump is four or five years younger than him. The man can stand up four. unprompted without any teleprompter or anything else, and he can talk for two hours, and he's very articulate, and he's very easy to understand, and he's very easy to relate to. This uh, I, we actually have a game here called WTF Donnie where you, you can take almost any like, few statements from that two hours. It's shredded word salad, as someone called it. It makes no sense at all. I mean, I it, it literally here we are being asked once again to not believe our eyes and ears, right? Oh yeah, you know, um, there's a propaganda machinery now on the right that is awesome. It's actually effective. It's caused huge numbers of Republicans to continue supporting Donald Trump no matter what. Yeah, they're in. He can lie. He could steal. He could rape. He could do whatever the hell he wants, just like he predicted he would be able to get away with shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue. Remember at the beginning yes. of his of his first campaign. That is the second reference then, on this morning's show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it, this is like a he's a danger yeah. and he's got a massive propaganda machine in social media and the other people that support him like Ronnie Jackson. And here we go. Speaking of which, I could not wait to get your uh, reaction to Tucker Carlson's firing uh, on two fronts. Obviously, that God knows how many people died because of his obvious COVID misinformation and, and his, uh, you know, uh, campaign against Ukraine and being a, basically a Putin talking point. I just was really anxious to get your reaction. 
Well, you know, my reaction to Tucker Carlson in general has always been an, you know, WTF kind of reaction to yeah. him and the things he was saying. Uh, to find out he didn't, he didn't even believe it. He was just bold-faced lying. You know, it's like Ronnie Jackson, you know, probably is a really big fan of uh, of Trump, genuinely so, like an idiot. Tucker Carlson, also an idiot, said he hated Trump, yet he was day after day after day promoting Trump and the stupidity that came out of Trump's mouth. And uh, you don't even know where to how to categorize that kind of hypocrisy and lying that has such an effect on the on the population. You know, I think we're in a new era, Stephanie. Let me just say a new era where social media and public irresponsibility that causes human injury uh we're just trying to figure out how to handle that i mean he got fired and all of that that we know about but isn't there more he should be accountable for i probably will be yeah it's probably what's coming was more you know the the force than what already happened but i i've been thinking a lot about your piece in the hill russia is intentionally targeting ukrainian children as an act of war and you know i was reading a stuart stevens was, was a republican strategist talking about how you know how much putin got for his money 2016 not only got trump installed but that you know he was saying desantis wouldn't be coming out against the ukraine war if you know trump hadn't take the position he'd taken yeah. i mean and tucker carlson on down and i just was thinking you know in my dad's republican party era he was a nuremberg prosecutor this would not have ever been a hard question for anybody in either party that we are against <laughs> genocide that we are against this i mean what you describe in this piece is just heartbreaking the, the this you know well you just one piece of your you said uh the the Wagner fighters, former Wagner fighters, described how they were ordered to kill civilians. This included instructions to clean up in a basement where three to four hundred civilians, including about forty children as young as five, had sought shelter. Uh, the mercenaries fully complied with kill orders using guns, knives, and sledgehammers. Um, ugh, I mean, I'm just I'm tearing up just reading your descriptions of what what is happening in Ukraine, and and here we have one party that we have to fight with to c- continue funding to stop this right and you know and, and uh, one of the things i'm you know i was trying to say is that this is not the humanitarian crimes being committed here crimes against humanity for which putin is already and, and his quote-unquote human rights coordinator are already being uh, uh accused by the international criminal court uh and they're uh, you know now they're wanted criminals uh it's it's not over they're still doing it and the humanitarian violations here are staggering and ongoing but the other issue of why we we in the west should be should be supporting ukraine is that they are fighting a war for us they are fighting a war defending democracy on the most active dangerous uh battlefield uh in the world today and there are proxy fighters and we should be supporting them because if we don't russia is a, is poised to kind of go after and and uh and uh, destroy one of the leading democracies in certainly in eastern europe yeah it's something that we cannot let up with for humanitarian and reasons of defending democracy we've linked to your piece but i mean including the you know you're talking about the kidnapping of of ukrainian children uh, i mean it's just it, it, it's really um 
Uh, anyway, let's move. Let's do. Let's end on a happy note because I know uh, that you knew and loved uh, Harry Belafonte, which was a huge loss this week. Um, you worked with him on USA for Africa. Um, I'm just reading in here. Belafonte and Dr. Redliner, who served as medical director and director of GANS for USA for Africa, became friends in 1985 when the two of them embarked upon with a group of other organization members on a trip to Ethiopia. They witnessed the need of the African people firsthand. Um, it, you just said to me personally, he was a role model, an inspiring individual who's very important to my own identity as a social activist. And I know I'm not the only one on the planet who can say that. Talk a little bit about Harry Belafonte as a, a person. You know, he he was a towering figure. Uh, how he carried himself, how he looked, how he uh, communicated eye to eye with people everywhere, including people starving to death in the you know in northern Ethiopia. And I watch this myself. His ability to communicate uh, was extraordinary uh, to anybody and everybody. And the thing about him is the message he was communicating unrelentingly was about social justice and unfairness and how much better America could be and should be. Yeah. And the other thing I, I, I reminisced about was he was one of two major celebrities I knew and knew of that didn't give a damn about whether their outspokenness would affect their career or not. Mm -hmm. You know, most entertainers, I've had people say to me, you know, well-known individuals, listen, half of my audience and my fans and the people that buy my records are Republicans. I can't go around offending them. Right. Well, Joan Baez and Harry Belafonte had spectacular careers, and neither one of them could care less about offending people yeah. when they were standing up for justice and what's right. Yeah. And for that reason, he was... He was extraordinary. And one thing you wrote, I just thought in the, you know, all this about ageism, about Joe Biden, I thought was interesting because he was, what, 94, I think, or 92? Yeah. When he died, Harry? Yeah. Oh, 96. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah, said yeah. Uh, you said you never you were never surprised he had an optimism about social change that allowed him to stick with social activism until very, very late in his life. I mean, you know, that that's you know, just another lesson in never giving up hope and, and how long uh, yeah. he remained uh, active and hopeful. You know, it's a cliche, but he was a true, true role model. And even just what you're just talking about, Steph, this perseverance gets up in the morning, no matter what happened yesterday, <clears throat> he's in it every yeah. single day. And, um, you know, it was he's just, he was an amazing guy. And yeah. I'll tell you one little side note. I introduced my mother to him in 1986, I think it was. And Harry kissed my mother on the cheek. I thought she was going to faint. She did not wash her face for maybe a month. <laughs> he did have the that effect on the lady people. <laughs> um, <laughs> real quick, you talk about your last lunch with him near the Beacon Theater. Oh, home of sexy liberal. That's right. That's where we played. Been there. Um, yeah. But you said you went to lunch there, and you he was railing about the fact there wasn't a new generation of young black activists. Um, yeah. Talk about that just for a second, because you, you were saying he was one of the principal people who would bail out Martin Luther King Jr. and other activists when they would get arrested during the civil rights movement. He put himself on the line. Um, and you mentioned he and Joan Baez, as you were talking about, just uh, really were courageous when you think about yeah. also being an African-American man at, at, at that time. But um, you talk know, a little bit about what he hoped for the future of active. I'm sure he would. Well, I'm sure if he saw the Justins, I'm sure he was inspired by them, like many of us were. But talk about yeah, that a little. You know, bit. he. Uh, this is one of the big disappointments that never got resolved before he died the other day, which was uh, why 
why there wasn't a new generation at this point, like two generations who followed him. Uh, and there certainly are activists. The two Justins are incredible yeah. examples. Uh, but he was specifically talking about activism in the entertainment community among uh, black and minority uh, superstars. Yeah. Yeah. Where are they? Is the is what he would say, and um, he actually would reach out to them. He he didn't deal with this passively, like just lamenting it. Yeah, he would actually get together with people and say, "Listen, you got to do this." Yeah, and we need you more than ever now. So so God bless him and do what yeah. Harry says That's for right. God's sakes. Love you, Doctor Doom. We're super late. We link to all your fantastic writings. Right. Thank you, honey. We'll see you next Bye, week. Guys. Bye, guys. Right. Documenting the apocalypse and making it sound fun. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. What? It is the Stephanie Miller Show. Lori in Colorado. Hi, Lori. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Are you there? Uh, yes, yes, I am. Hello. Oh, okay. Um, when people start complaining about Joe Biden's age, I have the perfect comeback. Uh-huh. He may be in his 80s, but he has surrounded himself with smart, energetic, and young people. Actually, people who are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Agreed. You know, Isn't he 79? Like, or no, is he 80? I believe he's 80. Right okay. Now. Yeah. Anyway, but go ahead, Laura. Yeah, I absolutely, I take your point. I think Joyce Vance said the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And and these people are learning how to run a democracy by the master. And they'll make a difference for generations to come. Yeah. Um, this comeback won't work on the mega people, but it will work on other people. And this is the age group, you know, that you're in, so you should know that. That's right. As a young person myself, Lori, shut up, yes. Chris. Thank you, Lori. Yes, thank you for confirming the big lie here at the Stephanie Miller Show. Um, yeah, I love Nikki Haley fear-mongering that uh, it's going to be you're voting for Kamala Harris because Biden won't finish. I mean, that's just I mean, insane. Right. And, for, and then, second of all, I'm like, well, good. She was my first choice. <laughs> Not a bad And then she'll pick Pete as VP. We'll be set for years. Yeah. All right, here she is. You know, he's announced his... Um, you know, that he's running again in 2024. And I think that we can all be very clear and and say with a matter of fact that if you vote for Joe Biden, you really are counting on a President Harris because the idea that he would make it until 86 years old is not um, is not something that I think is likely. She is awful. (laughs) First of all, can I just say Mm -hmm. he is in excellent health. Yeah. I mean, it's just okay. It almost sounds like she's saying someone's past their prime, which right. she had a big issue with before. Right. So calm down, Nikki. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying, look at any, uh, you know, Biden bike riding, running up a ramp, and compare, compare and contrast with Trump, who was, what, four years younger? Yeah. And in obviously, obvious horrendous shape. I mean, it's just, ugh, they're just gross. They're gross. Stunts and that's their whole part. Accurate. Goodness. Talking to you, Nikki. What? Hal Sparks, OG Sexy Liberal, coming up for the hour on The Stephanie Miller Show.
You guys rolled this out, and it's AI-generated. Can you bring us the, the mindset going into that ad? So first of all, it is AI-generated, so we're sharing that, that up front ethically, so it's not a deep fake. Every single image was AI, but we are painting a picture of a future Biden America. Oh, dear. Round on how they had to make up a hypothetical, horrible uh, America because they can't think of because uh, Joe Biden's record is spectacularly good. So they can't really think of anything real to say. So it's just, you know, it's just a bunch of uh, scary hypotheticals that might happen in the second Biden term. Somebody yelled, hey, Siri, make an apocalyptic zombie movie trailer where Joe Biden's president. Okay. Um, By the way, can I just say, uh, speaking of actual apocalypses, from uh, Dr. Redliner's piece, the current official estimate from the Ukrainian government suggests more than 19,000 children, uh, including many from institutions caring for children with special needs, have been taken to Russia without parental consent. Some have been sent to re-education camps and some put up for adoption into Russian families. That's in addition to the deliberate genocide, uh, the deliberate uh, killing of uh, civilians, including children. I mean, it, it's uh, the fact that we just we even have to debate Whose side are we on here is is uh, just incredible. Okay, uh, the president on uh, Kevin McCarthy. Republicans say you're refusing to negotiate on the debt limit. They're saying you're missing an action. Will you negotiate? They haven't figured out the debt limit yet. Are you missing an action? I'm an inflation, Mr. President. On the debt limit. Will you meet with McCarthy? When can America meet with McCarthy, but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended? That's not negotiable. I notice they quote Reagan and they quote they quote Reagan all the time and they quote Trump. Both of which says it says I'm paraphrasing. It would be an absolute crime to not extend the debt limit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark Brandon. Do I have five or six veto pens left? <laughs> he doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Is all I'm saying. Stamp. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Oh, we have um, some sad breaking news. Jerry Springer has passed away. Yeah. Um, which I didn't realize. You said he was only diagnosed. He was diagnosed a couple with of months cancer, ago. cancer a couple of months yeah. ago, and it got really, really aggressive. Really. Yeah. Fast. Now we feel bad that he's uh, one of the many shows we killed in progressive radio. We did kill his show. Yes. He was. They put him opposite us on uh, Air America. They put and many we, people we opposite us. They put uh, not. <laughs> In his, defense, we, in his defense, we killed a lot of shows. We were Air never America. Air America. No, we were never Air America. Right. We were Jones Radio Network along with uh, right. Ed Schultz. Right. And Air America put, I'm going to say, seven, eight shows next to us, up against us. Including Rachel Maddow. <laughs> but she never held a grudge. No, she no. didn't. No, like others. <laughs> Some others. She also moved to the afternoon at one point, didn't she? <laughs> anyway, but I met Jerry at yeah. you know, uh, radio conventions. He was always very nice to me. I, I think yeah. I met him once when I was working in Chicago. You know, Chicago yeah. media, you know, just kind of yeah. stuck together. And yeah. He's, and he, he was, he really was nice. a, he was a progressive, you know, guy, yeah. a, a mayor yeah. of uh, um, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking of the uh, mayor of um, San Diego, Hed- Hedgehog. Cock. No. Pardon me? Conservative Roger radio Hedge host. Cox. Oh, I always get that wrong. He's the other uh, radio host that was a mayor. My mortal yeah. enemy. Right. In San Diego. Yeah, he made fun of your last name. Like he has room. <laughs> Roger, never mind. Okay, here is <laughs> the president on the polling. When the same polling data asks whether they think what kind of job I've done, it gets overwhelmingly positive results from 58% thinking everything from the CHIPS Act and the, all the things we've done. You know, we've created, like I said, we've created 12 million new jobs. We've created 800,000 manufacturing jobs. We have economic growth moving. 
we're in a situation where the climate, we've invested more money and more help in dealing with the climate crisis than any nation in the world. And so things, things are moving. And uh, the reason I'm running again is there's a job to finish. Um, yeah, I was saying to the uh, the point of uh, David Frum's piece, the Democrats have a hard time taking good news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've actually done very well yeah. electorally. We've got to stop with the hand-wringing about, you know, 2024. Yeah. Um, Damien in York, Pennsylvania, with the very rare Chris is right uh, subject line. Uh-oh, what I say now. Uh, as a Democrat, a Gen Xer, and a Philly sports fan, I've developed a mentality of, yeah, things look good, but the game isn't over yet. So I fully understand what Chris is saying about the uh, innate uh, pessimism and cynicism. Uh-huh. Having said that, we still need to handle our business. And after after Travis dropped an Optimus Prime reference, I got to drop this nerd nugget on him. Spike Wittiki. Wittwiki. Wittwiki. Okay. I've Grew up to that. be kind of a badass, and I think every Republican would be afraid of him. Okay. Thank you for that nerd reference, Damien, that I don't really understand in any way. Okay. Sue and Rockville. We both knew how his name was pronounced. Yeah, Wittwiki. Okay, whatever. I, well, I knew someone when I was a kid who had a last name Wittwiki, and so I... It, yeah. it looks like you're trying to rap. Like you're a lame <laughs> wait, white wait, guy wait, trying wait, to wait, rap. Wait, 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 Yes, hi, Sue. Hi, no rapping here. I do want to read, you know, and with, with when a chronic too. drunk mm-hmm. like Ronnie Jackson gives you an opinion, you might want to take it with a very large grain of salt. Yes. So let me read you a direct quote on when, back in February when Fox News asked Trump what he would do differently than Biden in the Ukraine. This is the quote. Well... What I would do is I would, well, we would. We have tremendous military capability. And what we can do without planes, to be honest with you, without 44-year-old jets, what we can do is enormous. And we should be doing it. We should be helping them to survive. And they're doing an amazing job. Yeah, right. Sure. See, coherent. Yes. Brilliant strategy. (laughs) Yes. He, it's all shredded word salad. All of it. His answers, he doesn't understand anything about no. anything. He's the stupidest man alive. I, oh, my God. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And didn't the judge yesterday threaten them because he's tw- twice yes. on first Oh, he's so despicable. And Him he's and such his kid. a liar. We mentioned this yesterday that he's so despicable. He just, he's like, oh, why didn't she produce the dress? She did produce the dress. You didn't produce your DNA. Right. But this is what he tries to do is just yeah. lie and confuse people, you know, about like. Anyway. And his side can't address the DNA in court because he refused to pro- to, right. to provide the evidence. Right. But he's, he's able to troth. Oh, why didn't she produce the dress so the people don't know that she did produce the dress? Yeah. It's, oh my God, I just, okay. Yes, U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan warned uh, Taco Penis, the attorney for uh, Donald Trump, that his client was in harm's way after Eric, i Eric, <laughs> tweeted also about uh, e. e. Jean Carroll's um, rape allegations despite instructions from the judge. This is a whole family that just thinks they're above the law yeah. and they don't have to play by any rules. Um, Kaplan scolded the former president after he claimed on social media the trial was a scam. The judge observed Trump was tampering with a new source of potential liability, said uh, Taco Penis should advise his client not to speak about the trial on social media, which, no kidding. Um, Attorneys for Carroll complained Eric Trump had posted complaints about the case on Wednesday despite the Mm -hmm. judge's warning. Um, Kaplan warned uh, that Trump was now sailing into harm's way with his son. If I was in your shoes, I'd be having a conversation with your client, she told uh, Taco Penis. Is it too much to ask that she slips and calls him Taco Penis by accident? Or Taco Pants. I'd even take a Taco Pants. Taco Pants is fine. Obviously, it encases a Taco Penis of some kind. Is that Taco Penis in your pants? You're happy to see me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, by the way, speaking of I'm Eric and the other... 
guess what? they're having a hard time uh, unloading um Havana's uh, death stairs. What, what? what? You know, the children are asking for a mere uh, $26.5 million for Havana's old, uh, yeah, apartment. Um, but apparently the death of the house last resident is not exactly a selling point. Because the, in the picture, there's a, the picture of the stairs, you know, the death stairs. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Down. She was found at the bottom of the stairs, wasn't she? Yes. Excuse me. Um. That's well. Anyway, they're having a hard time. Maybe if she were on the, if she'd been on the Supreme Court, they would have, they could have unloaded that property almost immediately. Sure, they could. Yeah, just some. Hmm. Only Trump had appointed her. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we were speaking of the uh, uh, this whole ridiculous hostage crisis debt ceiling thing we must go through over and over again. Representative Aguilar. And it is uh, no secret that the circus is in town this week. Speaker McCarthy's sideshow, the Default on America Act, is an extreme MAGA Republican wish list that has zero chance of passing the Senate, uh, and we'll see if it passes the House. Every minute wasted on Speaker McCarthy's empty gesture is a minute we get closer to default and Republican-manufactured recession. The markets are beginning to panic, and rating agencies have panned this plan uh, that they say will significantly impact economic growth. This is what happens when you allow the most extreme members of that conference to write the budget. Um, yes, House Republicans narrowly passed a bill Wednesday to increase the uh, debt ceiling. Um, it, the, the legislation has no prospect of becoming law. GOP leaders hope it will force negotiations with Democrats. It, uh, that four Republicans joined all Democrats in voting no. That was, uh, an, oh, noted insurrectionist, uh, Andy Biggs, Ken Buck. Uh, is that who you are? What you do? Both. Oh, goodness. Uh, Tim Bart and, uh, Rapey McForehead, Matt Gates. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, McCarthy could only afford four such defections and agreed uh, agreed to a series of 11th hour compromises this week with GOP holdouts, such as adding more work requirements, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, the White House, of course, called this ransom, as it always is. Here was my favorite. Is somebody also, uh, Aguilar also mentioned there could be a motion to vacate, meaning bye-bye to Heidi, to Heidi Ho. I mean. To, to <clears throat> vacate Kevin McCarthy? I have no problems so with that. Cut, this is cut nine, Representative <laughs> Aguilar. If House Republicans introduce a motion to vacate the speakership, would Democrats jump on that? Uh, look, that's a question for the whip and a question for the another day. We'll have uh, conversations about that. Uh, I think all of us have expected since January that at some point uh, over these next two years that was likely going to happen. Uh, when you when you have to negotiate with the most extreme members of your conference, that's uh, that's what you have to do. Mm, mm. You know when you just have to vacate your congressional poo. Oh, sorry. Good lord. <clears throat> Motion to vacate. Do you need a lozenge? Oh, okay. No, just fill me this one. Okay. Hi ho Okay. Oh. All right. Our, That's not working. Our own representative Ted Lou on this mess. Uh, Democrats put people over politics, and we passed a number of laws last term to move the American family forward from the American Rescue Plan to a bipartisan infrastructure law to laws that help veterans. But this radical Republican default on America bill is going to roll back a lot of that progress. We created over 10 million jobs in the first 15 months of the Biden presidency, the most in U.S. history. This radical MAGA bill will not only tank the stock market, it will result in higher unemployment and kick off 600,000 Americans off the health insurance rolls, plus a 22 percent cut to veterans care. Mm. One more Ted Lieu yesterday. So Democrats are going to be unified in opposing this radical bill. 
And the outcome that we seek is to have America follow the Constitution and pay the debts that have already been incurred, and then we're happy to talk with Republicans on what a future budget and spending and revenue package would look like. Yep, there you go. And uh, uh, Representative Nagus? Midnight in Washington, where are House Republicans? In a back room in the Rules Committee, literally a cigar smoke-filled room, cutting deals that would bankrupt the American people. And the only reason, only reason, they were able to ultimately get that default on America bill within the rule at a committee to the floor today is because of a deal they negotiated literally at 1.30 in the morning last night to preserve President Biden's biofuel tax credits from the Inflation Reduction Act. So it's a question that I hope all of you ask some of our colleagues on the other side from the, the most extreme wing of their caucus why they made the decision at the 11th hour to support President Biden's climate provisions. I think it'd be an interesting question to ask. Mm. Uh, Bill in Illinois, you're on the Stephanie Miller Show. Hey, Bill. Hey, Hi. Hey, uh, this is not related. I'm going to call you another day and, and throw this at you. I've heard uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene say a lot of stuff about trans people. And, uh, I thought to myself, I've heard Ellie Mistal call her uh, the unfrozen caveman congresswoman. Yes. I've heard that. Yes, unfrozen caveman congresswoman. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's right. And then someone compared it to Barney Rubble. Yes. And I thought, well, couldn't she? Or I, I meant that by way of being a liberal helper. She looks like Barney Rubble in a sleeveless dress. Yeah. I'm just saying. She's oh, okay. You said. Yeah. Okay. Or an East but German, thought, East German know, weightless, she... shot putter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But I thought, couldn't she be uh, maybe considered herself neandrogenous? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. She does look like Barney Rubble, an East German uh, weightlifter. Well, she does. A little bit. Oh, she okay. wears a Fred Flintstone dress every day. Yes. Yes, it's just, it's not flattering. I'm trying to help. Okay, oh, speaking, but you know what? Maybe we should give her some, she's still in mourning. She's still in the gnashing of teeth and rending of whatever garment. They can't get over this. Over Tucker, yes. So to save democracy, they believe in canceling people and silencing their speech. And that's Mm. what they think they're doing to Tucker Carlson. Mm. And Fox News went along with it. Fox News has no idea how badly they're hurting their company. Everyone I've talked to has deleted the Fox News app on their phones. People are canceling their Fox New- Fox Nation um, <laughs> subscriptions. People are saying, I am done with Fox. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, my God. This is just win, 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 win. I know. Win. I don't okay. see the downside. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I heard this morning on Fox and Friends, I was watching it. They never have me on anyway, so <laughs> I can talk about them. But, and I'm not afraid of that. I'm not going to be controlled by, oh, shoot, I might hurt. Or hurt no one hurt. should be. Yeah, who cares? So they <laughs> were talking about the here. difference of, you know, we need to give moderate Republicans a chance because, you know, it's the MAGA Republicans that, that may be the problem. And that was the angle they were talking about on Fox and Friends. And I was like, okay, you guys fired Tucker Carlson. You guys did this. You caved to the woke mob. And then you want to turn on MAGA? Be mm. my guest. Mm. Mm. Um, wow. Wow. There's a lot to unpack in that one, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. <clears throat> the little pettiness at the oh, beginning. Mean girls. I have a burn book about everybody in Fox and Friends. Okay. Um, we could turn that into a drop for you. They never invite you to be on either, so you no, can talk about them. I don't. They don't. Um, by the way, Carrie Lake, noted loser, suggested <laughs> yeah. Fox News was in bed with the left after. The, yeah, that's it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the yeah. perception everybody has. Yeah. Oh, didn't, by the way, oh, Russia said that too, that uh, Biden government had Tucker 
fired. Yes. Because, yes. yes. you know, Fox notoriously in bed with the Biden administration pretty much does anything they want, right? Okay. Uh, it's very obvious right now that Fox News has become the establishment GOP, which is really the uh, uniparty Republicans, she said. What? They're the ones who are really in bed with the left. I don't know if Tucker's listening to this, but if he happens to hear, he's not, Carrie. Um, <laughs> but I beg you, Tucker Carlson, to speak out. Break the terms of that contract. We need your voice over the next year and a half to save our country. And if you get sued by a former employer, we will help create a defense fund to help you fight that lawsuit. That is some excellent legal advice, Tucker. You chat. I would be chatty, chatty, chatty if I were you. Something tells me that Carrie, Link, Carrie Lake thinks she has a lot more power than she does. Yes, yes, or that anyone is still listening to yeah. her. Yeah, okay. kind of like Donald Trump. Yes, uh-huh. that's it. Fox in bed with the left. I'm sure that was what was behind that. Oh, could you take your organ out for me? This is the latest speculation uh, from uh, Tucker Carlson may have been fired after going too hard on the prayer talk, according to a new report in Vanity Fair. Uh, Rupert Murdoch apparently does not like that. He's not a God warrior, apparently. No. Yeah. Um, he said that it, uh, the remarks Tucker made at the speech Friday night at the Heritage Foundation's whatever that thing is, God Party. Uh, the source said Carlson's speech was laced with religious overtones that were too extreme even for Murdoch. During the address, Carlson called abortion child sacrifice, cast American politics as a battle between good and evil, and suggested the solution was taking 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. Um, that stuff freaks Rupert out, said the source. He doesn't like all the spiritual talk. Oh, and then his ex-fiance apparently was also kind of God-talky and said that uh, Tucker was sent by God. So all that was... Oh, my God. I guess that was... Wow. That's the latest speculation. Okay. For anyone that still gives a flying exactly why Tucker was fired. Oh, my God. That's like my favorite show ever. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Speaking of which, guess who's coming up? The OG sexy liberal, Hal Sparks, on The Stephanie Miller Show. It's The Stephanie Miller Show. can't be this sort of shamelessness where people feel that they're in power and beyond reproach. We are not an autocratic nation. We're not an authoritarian nation. We are a democracy that is supposed to have checks and balances. No one is above the law. No one is above uh, the three branches working as our founders intended. So for him not on an issue of this severity, that is every day further impinging uh, the the reputation of the court uh, at a time that we need to be strengthening democratic democratic institutions. I, I'm 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 uh, really just deeply appalled uh, that the chief justice won't uh, come and have this kind of dialogue. Thank you, Senator Cory Booker. I feel like there was one man that can bring order to this whole. 
Steffi. Oh, What's yeah. Heavy what? breathing out here. Why? Could it be? The Hump days with house sparks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Men, women, dogs children, dogs just lose I'm, their when house sparks. Oh, I excite. Believe me, I excite animals like like yeah. Noah with a couple of airplane cones yeah. into the boat. Yeah. Into the boat. Yeah. Um, animals strike curious poses. They really do. I, I, I they do. <laughs> wow. What is, is what going it, on? Look, okay, I'm not t- tell them I'm not taking my shirt off. Not right away. We got to save something for the bottom half of the hour. Otherwise, right? No, or my pants. I know, I know. He wants a bone, and so do most of the women watching you. Hey, listen, See, listen, well, there you go. listen, late. All right, all right, all right. All right. You know, okay. okay. He did. He did. He flashed a little. Uh, you know, be at me. Listen, what do you think? <laughs> I know that you're probably... Uh, thank you for getting up this morning. I know you're probably still in mourning over Tucker Carlson. Uh-huh. Thank you for working through your grief and your pain. It's 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 very difficult because he provided so much goofy short-form content for House Sparks Mega Worldwide. I was able to just <laughs> mine those seven-minute and four-minute segments that he was kept to by being on a network. And now, unfortunately, he's going to move to the long-form blather zone where alex jones and russell brand and all these people and by the way take a huge bite out of their audience and water down things even further so uh, great business model you got over there guys it's great yeah (laughs) yeah his first video was what chris mostly just whining Uh, about the state of television yeah which he had a big hand in ruining but okay (laughs) right also uh yes He uh, he's uh, was spotted living the good life, riding in a revved up golf cart in Boca, where uh, where he owns a five point five million dollar beach house with his wife. He said uh, he told the Daily Mail, "I haven't eaten dinner with my wife on a weeknight in seven years. Appetizers plus entree." Do you feel like he probably uses the c word for her too? Does he say like the will have the um, you know Caesar salad? And the oh, potato skins. oh, well, you'll often. I'm I'm sure you're aware of how many relationships grind to a halt as soon as <laughs> the series ends. Yeah. In- <laughs> in the world of Hollywood and like so all of a sudden they're having dinner and then six months later like papers are filed like ugh, I was only in this thing because you were always gone um so I I'm I'm sure it bodes very well um by Um, the way in a totally unrelated story um I just love this um Trump might or may may or may not make Melania's 53rd birthday is that what it is yeah uh Trump reportedly um will attend his wife Melania Trump's 53rd birthday celebration if his schedule allows. I'm sure the rape trial has nothing to do with maybe things being a little frostier than usual. Yeah, I'm just, even. Th- mm-hmm. Thanks for just creeping me out that I'm the same age as Melania. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly. Yeah, uh, Trump is. Uh, will attend the low-key birthday celebration for wife if he's in the area. Uh, Trump's legal woes might limit his movements, is what they're saying. Uh, Vanity further voted the possibility that Melania would be thrilled if her husband's schedule did not allow him to celebrate her birthday. Hold Um, on. She decided uh, not to attend both his arraignment on felony charges and also his post-arraignment speech at Mar-a-Lago. She also, I guess her schedule did not allow that either. Yeah, it's it's rough. I, I will say, you know, in this time of division, shouldn't we build a bridge right now and recognize the underlying humanity of something? This is a rare moment where you and I and everyone listening has something in common with Donald Trump all of a sudden, something that we can build a bridge on, which is today is the day we found out 
that this is Melania's birthday. Yes. You know what I mean? We yes. all yes. We all share a moment <laughs> together. See, that's what makes us all human. Yes. <laughs> you know, is that they yes. find the commonalities and the commonality is uh, I had no idea it was Melania's birthday until right. I heard it on the news, and neither did he. Right. See what I mean? <laughs> we're all humans. So uh, we were talking earlier, <laughs> Hal, about that we all just have become numb to that first president indicted for, you know, the illegal hush money payment to yeah. a porn star is now on trial for rape this week, if you're keeping track. We haven't gotten to the overthrow oh, yeah. of the United States government or the, uh, uh, you know, espionage yet. But anyway, wait for that. But, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. I mean, I think it, this is interesting because it's the new norm just for Trump, though. This will still be weird if it ever happens to another president because it'll be like, oh, it's happening to a real president this time. Right. As opposed to that weird orange nudnik we had 10, 15 years ago or 35 years ago. Remember way back in, in the early 2000s when that weird guy was president for like four <laughs> years and then ultimately went to jail after going on trial four times for he was it was like he was collecting. Uh, uh, Happy Meal toys in terms of legal indictments, like collect all five. Like he wanted to get a, a legal hit everywhere. We're going to talk about him in the in the same way we talk yes. about presidents that you know died of septicemia six days after a duel. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it is. But again, we're numb to it because it's Trump, and ultimately yeah. we don't care, and uh, because so, he deserves it, yeah. and his followers. It's amusing to watch them kind of support him in the same way that it's amusing to watch them support Tucker, who his text messages show hates Trump, thinks he's an idiot, thinks he's totally incapable of logical thought and is grotesque, has a very Ayn Rand, this guy's a moron view of Donald Trump. He failed upwards into a government position. And and we get to watch him be amusement. There will not be enough popcorn for 2023. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. Which is why... Cue my sexy liberal music, which is why we're cranking up the sexy liberal train early. One show only in 2023, yeah. October 21st, Saban Theater here in Los Angeles. House Park, right. John Fugelsang, Frangela, me. I mean, and a, who knows? Who uh, knows? Cast yes. a thousand. And yes. who knows? Yeah. It's sexyliberal.com. Kind of yeah, sexyliberal.com. Very exciting. Yeah, because- sexyliberal.com for tickets. Get your tickets, get, a, get yeah. your tickets immediately. And there's VIP and meet and grope yeah. kind of stuff. I'm, I have no doubt. And um, I and the rest of the cast will be uh, um, basically uh, throwing a bag over Steph's head and yeah. abducting her and forcing her to add dates past that, sure. the, you know, in yeah. the rest of the country yeah. at some point. It's going to be very least, Borat. we stream this thing, right? Yeah, I'm we Pamela Anderson and Borat. I will just be carried on stage in a burlap bag. <laughs> That's right. I, that, no, what, how, and by wait, the way, no, I did, idea. I did not take up no. gambling and lose a bet. I care about democracy, and that's why we must get out the vote and get out the sexy liberal door. That's right. Hmm. Yes, uh, and that's the story, and we're sticking to it. Yeah. You know, in the same way that uh, that Tucker and Fox parted ways <laughs> amicably. It's a file that in the same file. Okay. All I, right. That was my favorite part. Bongholio just got let go. Like they just shrugged him off, right? But but Tucker was like, we parted ways, you know. Amicably. Mommy and Daddy still love each other very very much, but the screaming was keeping the neighbors up, and 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 Daddy was seen buying tarp at a store. So we decided <laughs> Tucker went out that for cigarettes. <laughs> um, yeah, I assume he's on a, a farm in upstate New York with Bill O'Reilly and, and Glenn Beck, isn't he? 
where they can run free. They're, they're oh my god! Free right now, yeah. I love it. Okay, first of all, it, it, like Glenn Beck had Meg, uh, Meg, what's her name, and Megan, Megan Kelly, yes. and uh, and Bill O'Reilly to talk about why, where Tucker went, why did he kind of, and I'm like, you do realize that bringing on a woman who left because she was sexually harassed by Roger Ailes and a, a guy who left because he was sexually harassing women and assaulting them, by the way, to the tune of $33 million. Right. I have still not figured out what the hell you have to do to be so awful that your payoff to somebody to keep quiet is in the triple tens. Um, but right. th having those two people on to talk about why Tucker left it's bad form. It doesn't doesn't bode well right. for ultimately Speak why he might have left. Wow. Speaking of this, caused a big fight, a lot of fighting in the bag of rats. Uh, Megan, speaking of Megan Kelly that you brought up. Sure. So she slammed the co-host of The View over their reaction to Tucker Carlson being fired. And uh, Keith, mm -hmm. o Keith Oberman attacked her on Twitter. Kelly responded uh, on the show, wherever her show is. Serious XM. Right. Calling Oberman a bitter and lonely person who no one would marry. Wow. <laughs> Should we get that down? What's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Kelly, uh, right. After Tucker Carlson's firing, Kelly said eventually he'll be better off without Fox News. Sure. Um, she slammed the manner in which the network handled the situation. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oberman responded to that tweet, mocking Kelly, saying she wouldn't be able to get a job cleaning the studio at The View. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Gosh. A lot of sniping in the media universe. I think Megan Kelly's it's great. I think she's upset just because, like, he pulled off the hat trick of getting fired from all three of the big networks right. before she could. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was well, and also, Megyn Kelly, I think, was gunning to be on The View and be the conservative voice on The View, and they passed. And so she still got the chip. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. She was, she, she, yeah. Because she's got, you know, kind of female seniority. They keep bringing in, like, a younger conservative uh -huh. woman in there, and she was going to be, like... She had a little bit of history and could have done it, and she left Fox for the right reasons in terms of the view and all this stuff. There was a tee-up where she was going to be the conservative yeah. corner on that show, and they passed because apparently she's she's so much fun to be around, she's podcasting alone in her house. Um, <laughs> hey, wait, wait a minute. Let's not knock bitter, lonely people that are podcasting alone in their house. You, well, well except for YouTube. You pay yeah, us but you have, you, uh, yeah. I you paid friends. I paid friends. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> oh, and also I said the firing doesn't count unless you take down the whole network with you like I've done twice. So. That's true. That yeah. is absolutely true. It, yeah. no, it can no longer exist. Just a big crater like Portland. Rip yeah. Portland. Hashtag Rip Portland. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Oxygen um, and uh, uh, current TV. Current was the biggest crater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always leave a mark. Yeah, because uh, oxygen still exists me, in some form. Let me give Ron DeSantis yeah. some some uh, some advice. By the way, I've been fired by Disney twice. You can't beat the mouse. No, no, yeah, okay. Uh, I still, ran my I could not I ran take my them contract down. out. I was never fired. I you know they just couldn't keep me. <laughs> so I, I, I would I'd go back and they know it, but we'll take our time. Who, we're not we're in too no much rush. talent there. We're who, friends with benefits. Me and the mouse. Who, is, who can contain you, Hell Sparks? Who can contain you? What woman can hold? What contain your talent? Your well, Summer's doing a pretty good job, right. I have to say. You know, it's, it's, it's solid work being done over here. I, you know, I appreciate it. I'm just saying. But uh, yeah, <laughs> another right. conversation for another time. That's right. for the that's for sexy liberal behind the scenes. Yeah, sexy liberal yeah. BTS behind the music. Yeah. Sexy there you liberal go. after dark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna oh, happen. That's the late midnight show after <laughs> Steph has fallen asleep, and we all like. Then the real fun begins. Shop yeah. near the venue. 
and won't go home, which happens, by and the I way. And I feel like I'm that, that girl's sleep at the slumber party. They're just doing all sorts of illicit things to me, and uh-huh. I don't even know. Put her fingers in warm water up, and see I'm if like, she pees herself. Yeah, yeah, the things I've drawn on her forehead. <laughs> yeah. I, I think she's wearing the hat. Um, yeah. yeah, that one was indelible ink. Thanks for that, penis. That's right. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Family. Yes, family. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Yeah, get it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Annie Faye tweets, uh, Hal Sparks just used the word nunnick on the Stephanie Miller show, and now I love him more than I did 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it is true. It is true. It is true. Okay. I'll dig deep. Yeah. Um, there's been another yeah. uh, statement from the bassinet of the uh, 45th president. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Biden announced his presidential campaign by, get this, a prepackaged video, one that took seven takes to get it right, if right is what you want to call it. In it, he <laughs> says, Trump and, Ma- Trump and Maga pose a threat to democracy. No, it's Biden who poses the threat to democracy and that he's grossly incompetent and basically doesn't have a clue. We're now a nation in serious decline, a nation that's lost his way. We're led by a hopeless person, but we will win in 2024 and make America great again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I, why wouldn't you vote for him? Sure, he seems yeah. like a seems like a totally stable person and somebody uh, you'd want to run the country. Um, that is the largest economy on earth and yes. has the biggest military by six times. You, well, that seems like somebody you'd want at the levers near right. the buttons, right? Chris says uh, right wing world is going crazy this morning over that Biden used notes. Uh, yep. Yeah, because uh, and Dr. Ronnie Jackson said, uh, like every CEO, he said, he said uh, Donald Trump can stand up unprompted uh, and talk for two hours. And he's very articulate. And somebody tweeted he can definitely talk for two hours. But if you read the transcript later, you'll find it's shredded word salad full of, inc- full of incomplete sentences, thought fragments and weird flights of imagination. Um, and then Warren tweeted, it's really a talent. Is it really a talent to talk about yourself for two hours? My son's seven. I'm pretty certain he can do that. <laughs> Wait, your son is very talented, sir. I have uh, no doubt. Um, Yeah, well, the idea that he uh, has meetings with his staff, they decide uh, on a a structured way of sending out a a message and being coherent and cohesive in what they're doing and then actually can execute on it is, you know, kind of adult stuff. I don't know. Like it is. It is the federal government. It is the presidency of the United States. It is the leader of the free world. So some sort of cohesion in your efforts as opposed to just winging it. The idea that you would even pat yourself on the back, that you'd be able to wing it as president in and of itself, besides the fact that when he wings it, he comes up with a light bulb up yeah. your keister and bleached in your sure. lungs. Do we have uh, the never mind that. instant replay audio of Trump? I'm sure, because I know when you uh, do his speeches, it's like a thing of wonder and beauty. He oh talked, yeah, he, uh, Bob Seska sent it to us. It just—he was talking about when he wings it. It just most of the time you can't understand what the he's actually talking about. He's like they have instant replay. It's in magnified fortune. Oh, magnified fortune. <laughs> yeah, in, in, yeah, it's amazing. What? I like. I have a I have a whole soundboard. I won't seize on you where we dance through all of those things <laughs> because and and, and and it never stopped. This is it wouldn't be a big deal 
I never get on Biden when he flubs a word because he never came out and said, I have the best words right, and I know he, better than here, everybody else. Yeah, here he is, uh, you know, without notes, yeah. without notes. And they, it's like baseball now and football. They do they do action replays in magnified portion. What? They have a fashionable magnified tape what? and you can see just about everything. It's a sad thing. I think they have cases where they had the same one three times, four times, five times. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Um, Just, yeah, the, the power of gibberish. Again, you should not be winging the presidency. I don't, let's just settle that right now. I don't care who you are. I don't care how great you think you are. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the more you think you can wing it, the the less I want you near the levers right. of power. No, but like, you, that you said is it. You, bananas. You said it best. His little COVID shows every day were a perfect example of what he yes. literally was pulling everything out of his ass dummy. <laughs> or shoving right. it up yours yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. um and apparently a guy a couple days ago took him at his advice did you see on twitter there was oh, a guy who yes. had to go to the hospital because yes. he had a light bulb, light bulb up his rectum up his ass. yeah i think yeah. he was like uh-oh tested positive for covid what is a maggot to do and boop, luckily he didn't so, turn it on yeah, that's that. weird <laughs> more house sparks next desperate and never-ending attempts to smear and defame justices appointed by Republican presidents going back years and decades. Over the last few weeks, two justices have been particularly subjected to a carousel of character assassination. I'm sure it'll be another justice's turn again mm. before too long. This is simply how the far left treats the rule of law. Let me just repeat that I have total confidence in Justice Gorsuch, Justice Thomas, and all seven of their distinguished colleagues. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. So it's really the corrupt white men on the Supreme Court that are being bought off. They're the victims. Pardon? I think it's terrible that somebody would sneak into Harlem Grove. A uh, bedroom and lay a uh, copy of my cup there and try to do yes. it in a, in a vain effort to tarnish. Claire Thomas. Um, Are you yeah, talking we, on lettuce? I'm sorry. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. It was uh, there was a piece of carrot in there. Somebody tried to slip a whole salad in. It's just wrong. <laughs> um, I, suddenly, it's our fault. Right. The, and and we everybody who thinks that yeah. a, a Supreme Court justice should not be getting five hundred thousand dollar trips right. a year for decades is suddenly far left. Yeah. And and is just attacking him and yeah. his character with it. This is not a plot. We yeah. didn't none of us came up with it like in the yeah. early 90s. Like, who should we trick into uh, buying? Uh, yeah. Paying, paying your mom's mother's house so she can live rent your mom's free. rent for decades. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we wouldn't right. pick the Nazi guy. That's too obvious. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Also, does uh, Mitch McConnell know something that we don't know? Because he said there, who's next? Is this going to be like the Brett Kavanaugh debt got paid off? Thing? Yeah, right. There we go. Yeah, yes, exactly. That's exactly it. You're absolutely right. This is he's going to say this because he knows their other folks that they put on are equally corrupt yeah. and they're going to get caught. Yep. Senator Booker on this. Well, I read uh, his words closely 
of the reason why he said he talked about it being a very rare thing for a, a, a chief justice to come before uh, the a judiciary committee. And mm. I agree. It's a very rare thing when the United States of America, when our citizens, we are a body politic, see judges acting in ways that are so extreme and so out of line with what we would think would be basic ideas of ethics. We have a court now in crisis. And this is, again, not a partisan issue. We see the Supreme Court at its lowest ever polling in terms of people viewing it with legitimacy. Um, yeah, because they all, uh, from Trump to uh, members of the GOP all the way up to the Supreme Court, they think they're above the law. They think the rules just don't apply to them. We were talking about the judge telling Trump to shut the f- up, uh, you know, in the right. Eugene Carroll trial. It, it's, he, they don't think well, they have they- to, uh, to abide by any of the normal rules. Well, there's also two things. One is, um, and he thought he could get around that by just going, Eric, you do it. Yeah. And basically outsourcing okay. yeah, the, the, the uh, judge's order to a, to one of his adult children who works in his company. So let's yeah. start there. But the other thing is, is that this is how Trump has always done it. And there's a there's a messaging versus legal aspect of, of Manhattan, uh, you know, civil law and Manhattan uh, white collar criminal law that if you can muddy up the jury pool entirely, you can then claim I can't get a fair trial in this town. Everybody already knows yeah. the details of the yeah. case. Well, yeah, and, of course, because of you. And yeah, and by don't. the way, can we take a moment to send some love and light out to E. Jean Carroll? Uh, you know, yes. and salute her and her bravery. And I, it was heartbreaking. What a wonderful her, some, woman. Yes. Yeah, some of her testimony yesterday. I'm here because Trump raped me. Um, she said I, he lied and shattered my reputation. I'm trying to get my life back. Um, she talked about not being able to have romantic relationships after Trump raped her. I mean, on behalf of all the yeah. women that have never gotten a chance, right? You know, I, I right. just, yeah, I just salute her. And I, and also I have to say how it, this is why this hardly ever goes to trial. I have a friend that actually said, well, why'd she go in the dressing room with him? And I'm like, she didn't, he pulled her in there. Right. Like if you know the whole yeah. story, but this is why Trump like tried to throw out there yesterday. Oh, why did she produce the dress? Because he counts on the people don't know that she did produce the dress. It's him that didn't right. produce the DNA. And so it, like right. any innocent guy would have, that would totally exonerate him if he had produced the DNA, right? But I think it's, yeah, oh, totally. The The thing is, is he's so slapdash. At some point, right. is somebody just going to go up and do the old, like, we picked up the cup after he put it down and, and just type his DNA, and then that's going to set off a cascade of other stuff of, you know, women reporting stuff in New York back in the day and then going back on it, but the but the evidence is still in a locker somewhere because yeah. he sweats out one of the most angry things that he get, like he gets so mad about some of these things that his followers don't seem to get that upset about. And it's because he knows he did other stuff that either the D.A. doesn't know about yet and they're going to oh, find God. out if they yep. keep looking, which is his big fear, or he yeah. he knows that's next and he's sweating that day. Yeah. Oh, I've always said that. Can you imagine what we don't know? I mean, so what, um, she uh, Carol said she first met Trump. Uh, who, of course, has said he doesn't know her and has never met her, right. despite the, all the photographic evidence. But it met him right. uh, in 1987 at a Saturday Night Live party where she was a writer at the time. Um, she believes that's where the picture was taken with, remember, him and Havana and her. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the next time she ran into him in Bergdorf Goodman, um, he said, you're that advice lady. I said, oh, you're that real estate tycoon. She said Trump, who at that time was married to Marla Maples, uh, told her he was there to buy a present for someone, asked if she'd help him. They first went to handbags and then hats before Trump suggested they go to the lingerie section. Um, the other thing I was saying to my friend, how she's a writer. 
She was thinking yes. like, oh, this is going to be a fun story. You're not thinking someone as famous as Donald Trump is going to rape you in a pub in a department store, right? I mean, you're thinking, oh, this right. is going to be a funny story to write about. So she said he was right. very talkative on the escalator. He said he was thinking of buying Bergdorf. I was thinking, I have a great story. I was delighted to go to lingerie with him. She then said she looked, they looked at lingerie together, and he was joshing and pleasant and very funny. Carol said they each suggested the other try on lingerie, adding she thought that was funny. Um so then she she didn't think anything about what was about to happen because the door was open when he motioned her toward the dressing room. He then shut the door, shoved me against the wall. I pushed him back and thrust he thrust me back against the wall, banging my head. He put his shoulder against me, held me against the wall. Um, sh- uh, Trump penetrated her, she Ugh. said. Um, the attack lasted a very short time. She rushed out of the store before calling a friend to tell her what had happened. Carol said the friend, who's expected to testify, um, told her to go to the police. Um, she said she responded, no way. I thought it was my fault. This is, I mean, how many wow. times has this story been right. repeated, Hal? Where of course. It's like my friend saying, oh, why'd she go in there with him? I, and, he's, she, and the friend said, well, I'm not saying she deserved to be raped. But, but the fact is, th- this is what guys count on. Right, that they yes. just like, oh, you know, well, yeah. most most yeah. Be, like, yeah, most sexual assaults happen between people who know each other. Most of the men who take advantage of this are repeat offenders. They and they they have a system for lowering your guard, getting you in a vulnerable situation, and taking advantage. It's disgusting. It goes on and it works, and especially yeah. back then. Right. And the she judge. was in a position if she started talking, she could have ruined her entire life trying to bring it up against this guy. And he would have just unleashed the dogs against her. And it's even worse now that he's president. There he was president. Right. right. Um, the judge told uh, Taco Penis that his client uh, had refused to give a DNA sample for three years. And now he wants it in the case. I mean, it's just it's despicable. Mm-hmm. He's just despicable. I just can't say enough about how despicable and what a liar it's he gross. is. Yeah. He partied with Jeffrey Epstein for years. Yep. The only reason he kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago, because he talks about how they had a falling out because he hit on, uh, you know, Epstein hit on the underage daughter of one of the big, you know, mucky mucks who visits yeah. Mar-a-Lago is because it was a big mucky muck that visits Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. You don't do that to the daughters of uh, here. You you do it to the high school girls and in the, the girl, neighborhood. That's the, it. That was the rule. The girl and that was 14 gross. that claimed Trump yes. raped her then, you know, was terrified and backed down. And, you know, Ivana said that he raped her. And and then, you know, right. uh, d- during the settlement, took it back. But, I mean, it's just, uh, he has such a lifetime of karma coming to him, Hal, and I truly believe he's uh. going to. He's going to get it. You can't. Yeah, you can't get away from it. And uh, but for the legal system, you've got to lower his myth. You've got to destroy the myth before you destroy the man. And I think the DOJ is doing a masterful job. Yep. Anita in San Antonio, you're on with Hal. Hey, Anita. Good morning. I just want to remind everybody um, when I heard Ronnie Jackson, you know, talking about um, how Trump wouldn't need notes and he was kind of trashing Biden. Does anybody remember when Trump met with the Parkland kids? And he had those notes, and one of them said, you could see it. They took a right. picture of it. It said, I hear you. He had to, yes. be, he had to have notes to talk to just Yeah, to mimic people. human emotion. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it's a, that's an excellent point, because that. Biden's notes are about the organization of the meeting and who they're going to call on first right. or what the topics exactly. they want to cover. Everything you do as a CEO. Meanwhile, Trump is like, remind me to be a person yeah, remind, yeah, yeah. He needs notes to remind him to be human. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I just feel like well it's spotted. A, I feel like between Tucker and it's just it's, it, Pence has to testify. It's just I'm I'm feeling happy clappy this week, Hal. Yeah. Uh, Fox yeah. News indicated it would turn over materials about Fox Corp Chairman Rupert Murdoch and other company executives to Smartmatic. 
I think Smartmatic is going to be even worse than Oh, Dominion. yeah. Um, so they held a hearing on Wednesday after Smartmatic raised concerns about whether Fox was complying with its pretrial obligations to turn over relevant evidence. Um, because they obviously didn't turn over the Abby, uh, it's Grossberg, right? I kept saying it wrong yesterday. Grossberg. Yes, Abby Grossberg. Other yep. phone, you know. So I just feel like this is only going to get worse and worse for Fox. Oh, she's got 90 recordings right. from her time there. 90. They had maybe five of them or maybe uh, less than 10 during the uh, the Dominion trial that were brought up and used. Smartmatic is going to have access to all of them. She's been subpoenaed. They want all of them because of the redaction tap dance that happened um, during the Dominion case. Smartmatic isn't interested because they were screwed out of ever having a nationwide contract from the very beginning. Dominion could sort of recover because they had they were a bigger company, they got more pushback. Smartmatic was effectively killed in the crib as yeah. a company because of the actions of Mike Pillow and because of Fox News. And so they have a bigger, they can literally look ahead to all the money they could have made as a competitor of Dominion and ESNS and gone, we were destroyed from the start because of these idiots. I was just thinking and of your brilliant, your brilliant, sexy liberal uh, Mike Pillow skits for sexy yeah. liberal. Um, how much do you love that, speaking of losing court, just prove me wrong on election fraud. Someone's like, okay. <laughs> now he has, yeah, to, now he has to pay $5 million. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, by the way, for the record, I did it too, live on my show. I broke down all that stuff and absolutely proved it. But I'm not considered a computer expert by uh, Mike Pillow's people, so I was disqualified early. But this guy effectively works in IT, works right. as a computer programmer, and therefore right. because he has the right diploma, he sued right away with the same information that I said, yeah. by the way, yeah. and won $5 million, and Mike refused to pay it. I know. Because he's a, a fake Christian. Yep. He's full of crap. Yep. That's so, why. The other one we're talking about is Disney suing uh, Ron DeSantis immediately after the board <laughs> appointed by the Republican governor voted to nullify two Krieg agreements that gave Disney control over its massive uh, complex. Disney sued asking a court to overturn state efforts to exert control over the company's Walt Disney World theme parks in Orlando. Um, Reuters noted the... Um, uh, oh, sorry. Um, that's a different story. Um, no, we, we were saying unintended consequences mm -hmm. of this one. Tr Chris was talking about he, he could inadvertently blow up Citizens United. Right. I mean, they're just if DeSantis dumb. wins, then Citizens yes. United is overturned. Right. Right. In the Supreme exactly. Court. Exactly. Yes. I, it's hilarious. Yeah. And <clears throat> what was this all? What was all this stuff for years about big government right. telling yes. businesses well, and individuals yeah. what to do? This is the other. This is the poll I was going to read. Reuters noted a recent poll found a vast majority of Americans will be less inclined yep. to support a candidate who punished a company for a political stance. Seventy-three <sighs> percent, including eighty-two percent of Democrats, sixty-three percent of Republicans wow. said they're less likely to support a candidate who backs laws designed to punish a company for its political or cult cultural stances. Right. I mean, yeah, and they've learned nothing. I mean, Twitter, Disney, the whole thing. Like, look, the weird part of it is, is that Democrats in particular have found themselves on the side of free speech in its true form, which is if somebody sets up a private endeavor like Twitter or Disneyland, they can set the rules for what goes on in there. And if you don't want to yeah. participate, don't get an account on that social media site or leave if it gets yeah. too draconian i love they're they're using they're using tucker carlson's firing is saying that's it's a you know violation of oh, the first amendment and they're oh canceling free Newsmax speech i'm like no you're free to you're free to call your boss the c-word <laughs> <laughs> and then you're also free to get fired <laughs> right that, <laughs> yeah that, it, it is it, it's like fafo rules everywhere they turn and yet they you know 
they're snowflaking harder than anybody during this whole thing. Yep. So I, I I mean, I think it's glorious to watch. The the hypocrisy is sort of hilarious. There's a ton of irony in this, but they seem blind to it, especially the super free speech advocate folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like and follow any of the accounts online that show uh, on on Twitter that show like the people get busted getting busted for child porn and child exploitation and how they're all like Republican youth pastors who all seem to have worked at some point on a Trump campaign in some state somewhere none of them are drag queens like right. it's it's this the irony of it is palpable but they're not letting go and Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene is grabbing up more land in the oh, Republican yeah. space because I love that she's they the only to, one willing to be this dumb this often. Whether it's Trump or Tucker Carlson, I love that they try to go, if it could happen to them, it could happen to you. It's like, well, yeah, if you call your boss the C-word and cost your company $2 million. It yes, could always happen to us. What are you talking about? To you. That's, it, that's what happened to normal people. We always get fired if we do that kind of stuff. That's the point. The point was it never happened to those folks. The, 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 the two separate legal systems we had was everybody else has to abide by the law and a, and a few up at the top could get away with it. The Republicans railing against elites yeah. is one of the most hilarious turns ever, especially coming from Tucker Carlson, who's the yeah. heir to the Swanson frozen dinner fortune. But that Donald Trump could go, the elites are coming after me. Dummy, you only dodged going to jail years ago because you're yeah. quote unquote yeah. an elite. By the way, we always do uh, the Stephanie Miller show exception where you can call your boss the C word. And we do yeah. uh, quite often. Quite quite regularly. Yeah. But you have to find a boss with but no self-esteem. only using an Irish accent. Right. <laughs> that, don't Which makes it, it okay. Don't, don't, yeah. If we don't do it three times a day, we're not allowed to come to work. Yeah. It's like Beetlejuice. 49 <laughs> right. minutes yeah. <laughs> to the that's hour. Like, <laughs> that's how we get her to come downstairs, actually, every morning. <laughs> hey, C-word. Okay. It's time. She's your human antidepressant. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Sparks is here, the OG Sexy Liberal. Hurry, get those tickets to Sexy Liberal October 21st here in Los Angeles. One show only in 2023 at the Saban right. Theater in uh, Los Angeles, October 21st, sexyliberal.com. I heard the front row tickets are already gone. Yep. So I yeah. did go. Run. Let's just call oh, it the, the, indictment, fancy, the indictment tour. The fancy people are going to be there. The fan, yeah. This is, you know, oh, we're yeah. close to their houses. Star so the fancy people will show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and don't forget, right after this show, uh-huh. Hal Sparks picks yeah. up the, the baton like in Chariots of Fire. <laughs> yes, in, in, right. What, Hal Sparks, Mornings Mega Worldwide. I'm doing a special report this, this morning uh, for the for an hour with my friend Philip Bittner, who's in Ukraine. He's in Kiev right now. We uh, I normally have him as a guest on Wednesdays, but we had a technical issue, and so he's going to be on today and catching up on what's going on. Because the, the spring offensive is starting right now. There's a lot going on presently, and it's why you're going to hear a lot of yeah. like psycho hyper lefties and hyper righties hitting that horseshoe theory and coming around wanting an immediate ceasefire because they want Russia to have time to reload. Yeah, isn't that nice? Speaking of which, real quick, uh, t- two of mm-hmm. Trump's defense lawyers now believe the classified briefings of phone calls with foreign leaders were among all manner of documents in the 15 boxes that Trump returned to the National Archives. Um, it indicates the White House staff simply swept all documents from the president's desk and other areas into boxes where they've resided. I mean, I this just, there's going to be a lot more shoes to drop, isn't oh, there? Oh, and knowing the- that, and and planning that, they made copies of stuff, 
moved it to his desk so that they could look like they were moving just his personal items. And they hit him between pictures in frame. Yep. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go, go. Watch how. Infotainmentwars.com. Right in Sexylibral.com. Infotainmentwars.com right now. See you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Hey, America. We need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We got extra food and we've got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.